0: Hi there, me hearties! This be Captain Silverhook, and you're listening to the Two Old Pirates podcast. Set sail for an open sea of stories, tales, and some really crazy stuff. I expect you to like and subscribe, lest you be walking the plank. ha! <laughs> Welcome to Tool Pirates. It's Eric and Vinny. And this is episode 81. And we're going to be dealing today with Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Sin City. Uh, you're probably going to sit there and say, Whoa, it's not about a murder. It's not about uh, the Mandela effect. It's not about all the other things. We're going to be talking about a specific city in the United States where, yeah, it's not a fun place unless. No. And we're going to explain the people that really enjoy themselves compared to people like us that probably would not enjoy ourselves, sir. Yeah. So uh, the reason why this is going on is uh, when was it that you did the BattleBots, there? Last October. Okay. So going, going into the 2023 year, uh, in the fall of 2022, uh, Vinny was on assignment. He writes for BattleBots. He does a lot of things for them and stuff. He's been involved in the community, as you probably have heard over the years. Uh, for Since he was a kid, basically. He's still thinking he's an old, retired guy who might put together a battle bot for one last run, like you see in those movies, but in all reality, he's in his 30s, so he can kick ass for another 30 or 40 years if he wants to do this. But he went out there specifically to go ahead and watch the entire season of the upcoming year that was going to be taped and meet the different people that run the different uh, battle bots and stuff like that. So he does this annually. So he got a little taste of Vegas, and me, myself, at my age, which I'm relatively young Um, I had only been in Vegas one night, it was overnight it was a hotel outside of the strip and we just left the next day so I've never actually experienced Las Vegas and my middle boy was going to graduate and I don't want to bring this up and have him embarrassed in any way (laughs) but this young man who's a very very good kid, never caused me a problem, smart ass to the the moon great kid, but he listens to rap 99.9% of the time now, because of a show called Family Guy and how they take off on songs, there was a song that was played by a singer from the 70s who's considered one of the most mellow members of the 70s. You got your James Taylor. Uh, you got uh, uh, Jim Croce. You've got all these singer-songwriters that were considered Jackson Brown, all right? Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell. You got all these really soft people, and this guy makes them look like freaking like Anthrax and Metallic and stuff. His name is Barry Manilow. Yep. You guys have all heard of the Manilow. All right. And because of this one song, my son started listening to it a lot in the car on, you know, whenever we're driving from school and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are you (laughs) listening to this soft? I never own a Manilow song. Nothing against Manilow. Never own anything personally. He's like, I don't know, Dad. I kind of like it. So listening to the rap, and it's hardcore rap, it's not like, you know, I say we pray by. Um, was it I say we pray oh, pray. oh yeah
1: see know. yeah we forget yeah. about
0: him because uh, uh, come on what else uh, hammer MC hammer yeah all right so it's not like that I mean we're talking about hardcore you know um, chicks and naked and sex and drugs and my son has nothing to do with any of those things and then he's listening to Mar- Manilow so I thought man that'd be cool to take him to a Manilow concert. And then I looked up Manilow, and he's not really touring. He does what's known as a residency, which a lot of people do in Vegas now, where they like go there for a full week. And it, you know, So I was all like, screw it. I'm going to throw caution in the wind. Although Vinny uh, went out for a specific thing, we were going to go for a specific thing, and it was not going to be BattleBots. It was going to be seeing an 80-year-old crooner from the 70s sing...
1: Songs. Well, you could have gone to see Battle Boss. They do have a nightly show. Yes, they do. They, there's a.
0: Well, yeah. we're going to discuss a lot of the nightly things <laughs> that go on in Vegas. So, anyways, to make a long story short. Yes, what happened was we decided, I decided, without my son's consent or knowledge, to buy tickets to a Barry Manilow concert at one of their casinos out there and drive all the way out to surprise him. And this is going to be the tale of those that will ever have never ventured to Vegas and what it's like. And for those that have ventured to Vegas, but you only stayed within the realms of the casino and the strip, uh, and what it's really like in other parts of Vegas, because as a history teacher, government teacher, I want to know about people, and it's not just about my time, it's about what is going on. So, did you, you don't really partake in a lot of alcohol, no drugs, uh, you're not promiscuous with a whole bunch of different folks and stuff, so... When the, it's called Sin City, it's called Sin City for a specific reason. Yes. And it's because people that go there are going to go there, number one, to gamble. Number two, there's a lot of sex. And number three, it's just a party town. It literally does not go to sleep. It's just parties all night long. I mean, so we went out there. And, um, you know, I'm going to probably riff a little bit more than Vinny is about Vegas. Because like how I said, he was kind of more in a schedule. And we were more on vacation. So the thing is, uh, if you have not ever been to Vegas, and you're not a person that really worries about others, uh, and you're there to have a good time for you and those that you're with, uh, you will enjoy yourself. Yes. But if you're literally taking down sad avenues of life when you see the homeless and prostitution and drug addicts and urine in the streets and stuff like that... um, if you can be affected by that stuff and it doesn't just wash away, and you go to the next casino to go gamble or something like that, uh, it's not a fun place. No. It, it is not a fun place. So I've had members of my own family and friends say, man, it's awesome and stuff. And I think that they went there strictly to see the glitz and glamor and not really see the underbelly of Vegas, which maybe I shouldn't have done that. But like I said, I'm a people person. I like to go ahead and study my surroundings and stuff. And uh, from the first day there, I was just shocked. Hello from Vegas. Yeah, I'm in Vegas with my boys, uh, not friends with my actual sons. And uh, let's see, what have we seen in the short amount of time that we've been here? Uh, We've seen prostitutes and we've seen pimps and a lot of homeless people and we've seen smelled weed just about everywhere and uh oh yeah what else is there a man stopped and urinated in the bushes and he was with his wife and his little kid so they weren't homeless or anything they just decided to go and do that so hopefully everybody out there is having a good time uh but this is what vegas kind of looks like and stuff and i'm definitely out of my room so yeah Grant's having a good time. All he wants to do is gamble. And uh, dad doesn't gamble. Thank you, sir, for almost hitting me. Uh, at the amount of money and the amount of uh, poor, destitute people in the same thing. Now, you can sit there and say, but Eric, you can find that in New York. Uh, you can find that in San California. Francisco. Yeah, L.A. Uh, you can find that in Houston. Absolutely. I do not say that you can't do that. But Vegas is supposed to, I None of those places are maybe outside of L.A. with Hollywood, where dreams come true. And Vegas is where a lot of people go and dump tons of money thinking dreams are going to come true by gambling. That's why none of those casinos ever go out of business. That's why they can spend all that money every single day on the electricity for all the lights and stuff because you continually, you're going to lose. The house is always going to win. So you're gonna. There might be some detractors on here that say I went out to Vegas and I won $500. But for wow. every one, <laughs> for every one of you that won $500, the person probably sitting next to you might have lost a thousand. They're still gaining. It's just gonna happen that way. Now I personally don't gamble. You gamble? No. If you play the lottery and stuff like that, this is like the lottery on steroids. We went into the stripes or like the Circle Ks or 7-Elevens, and there's machines in there to play. Uh, the boys were like, Dad, no matter where we go, it's always gambling. And I'm all, yeah, that's what this whole town is about. They've made it legal. So even when you go in to get your coffee in the morning at the Dunkin' Donuts, you could probably gamble somewhere right nearby and stuff. So some of the things that I saw when I was there that, although my, my boys are teenagers and stuff and are old enough to have seen things, and it was still kind of a shock to them. The first day that we were there, I was explaining to Vinny that a guy started following us when we walked out of the, uh, the casino we're gonna to try to find a place to eat nearby. And uh, my sons were, you know, completely oblivious that this guy was following us and he never got too close and he never got too far. And we went a couple blocks and I noticed, you know, my dad always taught me to you know about your surroundings. And of course, we're in a big city. You know, there's gonna be a lot of pickpockets they say there and just people with ulterior motives. And so we finally made it over to like a convenience store and we went inside and I watched and he waited outside for about five or 10 minutes till we didn't come back out. Never got on a bus and then he simply started walking the other direction, but he literally did not stop until we stopped and went into the store, and then he did not leave until it was a good five or 10 minutes, and then I finally told the boys, okay, I think it's okay to go. Now, could I have been overreacting? Absolutely, but as the days wore on and I saw more and more stuff, I realized that I was more likely uh, putting us in a better situation than in a bad situation by being a little uh, wary of what this man was doing. I was telling Vinny, uh, there's so many stories, Uh, one of the first things that we saw that first day after we came out with the car instead of walking around uh, because when we did walk around we saw all the homeless people that were laying on the street and I'm looking at the nice casino that we're staying in uh, beautiful large casino uh, and all the money that I saw down you know, going at the craps uh, it's just unimaginable the money that I saw that people were spending and then to see these people that are like laying out on the street in the hot sun not even in shade and people are just walking past them like they're they're nothing. And I'm not saying that you're supposed to help or you're supposed to do this. I'm just saying, but they are human beings. And the people that were having so much fun in the air-conditioned, you know, heaven of gambling that they were inside, were they, they didn't understand what was going on outside because they were keeping themselves in there and they weren't trying to look. And so they were walking down to different places to go and buy high-end materials at some of the shops there and stuff. And I'm like... These people didn't even have water and stuff. Now, did they come here and lose everything and become homeless? Were they from Las Vegas? These are questions that are going through my mind as a human being because I can't overlook the situation. I wish that I could, but I can't. So some of the people that were there just to have fun, they can overlook shit like that. Excuse my language. And they can just be like, hey, sucks to be them. I'm having my time in Vegas. When we were driving in the car later on that day instead of walking, my son pointed at a place and I was like, you got to be shitting me. It was a... Half gentlemen's club, half shooting range. And I was like, how much testosterone do you have to have in your ball sack to sit there? Excuse me, but I'm like, literally, half of the, the business, you go in and see chicks strip for you. And you give them money, and you get lap dances and stuff. The other half, you can take a break and go fire a machine gun. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? After you get your your, uh, you know, your testosterone going... Then you can go sit back down and watch some of the chick strips some more and have yourself another club soda or something like that. And I'm all (laughs) like, this is like right across the street from this huge, and there's guys going in. Then a street over from that, which I scared my youngest because I was not really going to do it to him, but it said, oh, I didn't even tell Vinny this. I don't think I told you this. No, I don't think so. My youngest boy kept on asking me, Dad, are there a lot of people here that have stress? And I said, yeah, this is a stressful place because people lose money and they've got to work and it's hot here and stuff. And I was all, why is all? Because there's so many massage parlors. My boy's 15 and he's so innocent that he didn't understand that all those massage parlors were basically fronts for prostitution so you can go in and get your happy ending. But there's literally a... Massage parlor, massage parlor, Asia massage, full body massage. There was one massage parlor that we saw that it was two hours for $60, full body. Okay, that's like eating at a buffet for like $1.99. You know <laughs> what I'm trying to say? That's way <laughs> underbidding, all right? So I'm like, how do I tell him that those gentlemen that are all getting out of their cars walking in, that they're the ones stressed and that they need a release? There's no women walking in for these things. So, you know, you got the stripper, gun range, you got the massage parlors everywhere, all right? Uh, And, you know, we went into the first place to eat and it said the $5 grill. I'm not trying to be cheap, but I'm all like five bucks to eat? All right, let's go in there. We went in and as soon as you walk in, it's supposed to be a restaurant, but 75% of the restaurant is gambling. (laughs) So it's just people sitting there smoking cigarettes. They allow you to smoke there. Uh, drinking. It's the middle of the day. Just drinking their lives away, smoking and just gambling at tables. Just pushing buttons and stuff. And then over here in the corner you had like a... Outside it promoted itself as a restaurant. Inside, it was like if you are at a bowling alley and they had the little snack bar. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and I'm like, I just gotta... We're not gonna eat here. I just gotta see what is $5 in here and stuff. Everything was $14.95, $19.95, $26.95. They had one thing on the menu that was $5, and it was a small thing of French fries. So what they did to attract you, to walk you in, is that you thought most of the things would be $5 and under, that it would be a cheap place to eat, and some people are trying to save their money so they can lose it gambling. And no, the only $5 thing was, even like a bottle of water was three fifty. So it's just like, so we kept on walking. We finally found a place to eat and stuff. But everything there is tilted to get your money. Uh, there was one club that was off to our left, and it had just a huge capital C on it. Did not say gentlemen's club. Did not say strippers. Did not say anything. There was always four or five like, uh, what would you call them at the front? Uh, bouncers. Bouncers, just waiting and watching. And cars would pull up like limos, and don't know who the famous people are, but really, really well, well-dressed. Nice would go into this kind of awkward building. It wasn't new-looking. There's was chip paint. It didn't look like it was well-kept. And those five guys, like, pat them down and let them in. Don't know what the hell is going on in there, but we pass by that every single day, and there's always dudes outside watching every single person coming nearby. It was just called the C. It was the C. It was just a big white building with the letter C on it. That was it. Um, oh, I told Vinny about the ship bucket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is great. Uh, so... <laughs> We're trying to find a place to eat. Now, I did eat at, I didn't tell you, did I tell you this about, that I ate at the El Salvadorian restaurant? Yes. Okay, so I found a little bitty restaurant, and I went in, and uh, for anybody in here that's Mexican-American, Hispanic from South Texas and stuff, we all know what chato beans are, right? Uh, I go in, and of, of course, nobody in there speaks any English, and I speak broken Spanish. So I'm trying to order, but their food, although you think it has some, resemblances to traditional Tex-Mex food and stuff. It does to a certain degree, but it's still from Honduras. No, El Salvador, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, so I'm trying to speak to the lady. She can't understand, because I'm trying to order a plate that I saw off the thing, but I want chato beans, not refried beans, right? And she doesn't understand. So finally this man comes from the back, and he speaks some better English, and he's trying to explain to me and stuff, and I was like, no, 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 it's like the whole bean. It's a, it's like a pinto beans or something like that. He's all, oh! where are you from? I'm all (laughs) Texas. He's all, oh, those are Mexican beans. And I was all, what did you say? So even though I'm a white man, I got offended for Mexican Americans because he made it sound like that's a Mexican food. Uh, That's a Mexican bean. He's all, we don't do that. Uh, We're from uh, El El Salvador. And I was like, okay. So they gave me some refried beans and stuff. They would not, but I was just like, took them 15 minutes to figure out, that I just wanted a whole bean, like a pinto bean, like chato beans, and they don't do things like that. And I was just like, okay. Uh, Their tortillas were about, I'd say about a half an inch thick. I mean, huge, thick tortillas. Like a slice of toast. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't as good uh, as our regular flour tortillas and stuff. So I ate there. But in the parking lot nearby there, I was going to take the boys to get something to eat. And in front of us, I saw a homeless man near the curb, so if you can imagine like a strip mall here, and then the parking is off to the left, so you walk across, you know, and this is the little driveway. Uh, I see a homeless man, and a woman comes out of like the strip mall, walking across in front of me to get to her car, and he's walking back towards the strip mall, and I guess she sees that he's homeless, so you know, I can't hear any of this, I can just see the, the, and both my sons are buried in their phones so I can just see the, the transaction and she takes out like a dollar bill to hand it to him and when she does that uh, he's all like no 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 so I thought he was saying no ma'am I don't need the money or something but then he pointed down and she backed up and then I saw that there was a white plastic bucket like a pickled jar bucket and it was tumped over next to the curb I could get around it of course but I was like what's he trying to explain to her and stuff? So he took the dollar and he like motioned her back and she went back away. And as I got a little bit closer, I saw that the bucket was facing towards me on the inside. And it looked like a huge bunch of caked dirt or mud on the inside. And I'm all like, I wonder if somebody had brought something out there to like wash cars to make some extra money if they were homeless or something. No. Yeah. And so the boys are still like, and then my, my middle boy, he looks up and he's all, dad, that bucket looks all dirty. And when the bucket is, like, moving because of the wind and stuff, you could see behind it. And what the bucket had done, evidently, it was up on the side in front of the strip mall. And evidently, it had rolled off. And when it hit, the uh, excrement inside had come out and made a huge pile. And it was now behind the bucket. So the bucket is kind of blinding. You can't see the pile of shit until you get past it. And so my middle boy is like, yeah, look at that dirty bucket. Dad, that ain't, oh, my God. Dad, don't look at that stuff. And you couldn't help but see there was just a huge platter of human feces that somebody had used. That was their toilet. And it had rolled off or somehow fell off and rolled off and landed. And he was trying to be a nice gentleman saying, hey, ma'am, watch out for the shit bucket. But I couldn't hear any of this, so I thought he was just like, oh, I don't want that dollar. And she's all, no, take the dollar. And then he's all, watch out. And then as you got close, you understood that there's a huge pile of human excrement on the sidewalk. Uh, so, yeah, if you've gone to the Sahara or... Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur or anything like that, and you had their big stake, and you watched all the knife fights and sword fights and stuff, and you paid all that money and stuff, there's, like, two roads over. There's people shitting in buckets, Yeah,
1: literally. Uh, the, the way it is
0: is essentially
1: even if you are so much as one street off of the strip, it immediately goes downhill. Like, I didn't stay on the strip. Uh, the BattleBots, uh, building is at Koval Lane, which is recently being roped into, like, an F1 race or something. They're, they're renovating the road. So that's affected all the scheduling and everything else. But, uh, that's, like, a couple of streets removed from where the strip is and uh talking about homeless people i was stepping over people walking toward the the uh event every day and uh there's yeah there's laying out in the in the street and the sidewalk we're sleeping at the bus station
0: now i tell you about the disgusting event with the shit bucket but like i said some people that go there that it's just their ego that it's like i'm here to have fun i don't give a shit about anybody else um, I also saw that with some of the people that were vacationing there. And I was telling Vinny about me and my boys are walking on another day, and we see this family in front of us. There's a husband, and there's a wife, and there's a little boy or little girl on a stroller. And they're liter- legitimately on a sidewalk. And there's uh, the street to the left, and then to the right there's a large building. And in between the building and the, the sidewalk, there's some shrubbery, maybe about three foot high. And I hear the man in front of us, he's probably about 15, 20 feet ahead of us, he's arguing with his wife about something, and she's all, no, 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 no. And then he's all, I don't give a crap. And then he just peels off into the shrubbery, the broad daylight, there's people walking past us, there's people on the other side of the street, there's taxis coming by, it's it's Vegas. And he just looks around and then just starts pissing, right there, just urinating in public. Now, this is a person who's dressed very, very nice. Very, very nice stroller. The, the the wife was put together. These are not homeless people that are just walking the street. He was a guy who was in Vegas who's like, shit, anything goes here. And so he just took a piss there in broad daylight. And some of you that might be watching this might be sitting there saying, well, if I got to piss, I'm going to piss. All right. There's time and place for that, all right? It's not in front of me and the kids and all these other people that are walking around and stuff. If you got to piss that bad. Go find a goddamn bathroom and stuff. Have some morals. But I digress. Uh, she. Hunger, Head, and Sorrow. And then he's all like, get your head up. Let's go, woman. And I was just like, dude, you're, you're a dick. You're just a dick. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, we went down the wrong street on our way to go to a like a, uh, an aquarium. It was a shark reef aquarium or something. We happened to go down the wrong street. And we got on the Gentleman's Club Street, I guess, because every building was a huge, huge building. It was just a gentleman's club. And we know that those are everywhere and stuff. There's not maybe as many around here in Corpus and stuff. In Vegas, there's a lot of strip joints and stuff. But the thing is, every other one had a different name. like, best strippers in Vegas, top strippers in Vegas, hottest strippers in Vegas. And I'm just like, how do you top each other and stuff? And then we passed one where it said, don't forget, open seven days a week, 2 p.m. till 8 a.m. And my mind is just... Of course, my sons are on their phones. They're teenagers. They're not paying attention. But my mind just goes to, who the hell is looking at a stripper at seven o'clock in the Who's morning? Looking at a stripper at three in the afternoon. I mean, like if you're sitting there doing, well, we had lunch. Let's go look at some TNA. It's yeah. only three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, what's worse? she could have like a C-section scar to get there early. Beat she, could the she crowd. have a tattooed on like on her face, going all the way down? Of like, I mean, I'm just like. Who is stripping at 7 o'clock in the morning? I mean, imagine you're the chick that they're like, hey, Rachel, or whatever. I don't know what her name is. It's a good stripper name. Rachel. Hey, Diamond. Cinnamon, come here. Uh, You've got the 3 to 7 in the morning shift. Well, 3, yeah, there's still guys out partying, doing some coke and stuff at 3 o'clock in the morning, but 7? They're going to be, like, not wanting to tip me. Well, I'm sorry you know, if you'd be bringing in better money. I mean, how do you even arrange on the schedule? I mean, like, my son has a job right now, and he sees at Subway. I work 4 to 10 or something like that. But he's just making sandwiches for hungry people from 4 to 10. Who the hell's horny at 7 o'clock in the morning <laughs> on, like, a Tuesday in Vegas? I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a Mormon. Right? I'm not this like ultra Christian person I'm just like I was so out of my element seeing so much debauchery and just so much like human misery while other people were like just going to town you knew that in some of the rooms there were probably pornos being filmed and, and it's just like it's like you let go of everything and there was like ent- entire families that were there and I'm all like they have no idea what they're getting these kids into no. because there's so many things now we never ended up going on the main strip. We had been told to go there and see the waterworks and Hershey, light shows. Hershey World. Yeah, I never went to Hershey World or Coke World or anything like that. We were so done after, like, two days being there of just seeing the crap that's in Vegas that instead of going over to the Heart Attack Burger and walking up on the scale and we were just like, the kids were like, Dad, we really appreciate this. And I was all, guys, I'm so sorry. But it turned out to not be a very fun vacation. It was fun on the way out. It's fun on the way back. And it was fun to go see. Oh yeah, what did we go there for? Manilow, Barry Manilow. He put on an hour and forty-five minute performance two days before his 80th birthday. That actually was pretty damn good. Not bad. One, two,
1: three, go. it's my step. Yeah,
0: actually even include some clips I'll download it onto my computer and that way it's legal and you can see him singing Copacabana and Mandy and looks like we made it so um, if you're going there for shows, if you're going there to gamble because you really like gambling if you're going there to get a massage because you're stressed uh, it's the place to be Uh, if you're for 100% self gratification and just, just just Having a good time, just and you're not worried about the anything on the uh, well, what's it's called? Not the epiphany, is it the uh, perimeter? Sure, uh, feeling like we're in Vietnam who's in the perimeter? Uh, then you, you'll you'll enjoy it, you'll have a blast. And another thing, which I wanted to save to the end because if you stay till the end, you'll get this little piece of this juggernaut. <laughs> we were driving down a street and we could see where there used to be buildings that had been destroyed and now it's just open land. It's about 100 degrees out, there's nothing to do. Very, very hot. You see some tents for the homeless people way up against this thing. Now remember, we're out a couple streets over so there's a lot of deserty area, there's a lot of dirt and stuff so it's not like built up or anything. Regular street and stuff, sidewalks and stuff. But I happen to see um, this large man walking with this woman Amongst the different tents, and then you know we came to a stop sign, so I could still see what was going on and stuff. Uh, Stoplight, excuse me. And I don't, know, I don't know how to put it. Uh, they traded something. Him and another man who was inside the tent, and then the other man came out. And there's a brick wall behind them, because you could tell that there probably used to be a brick wall going all the way that there might have been apartments or houses there and the fences went all the way back to the brick wall so you automatically had a back fence but it was a wall. And uh, the woman that was with him, she said something to the big guy and he said something to her and she just pulled her pants down. You could see her bare behind and the other guy was against the wall, leaning against the wall with his knees up and then she just climbed on top and I didn't say anything to the boys and they just started having sex right there, in really, the middle of the day, middle of the day. Um, I guess, I guess maybe the guy in the tent had something that the other guy wanted. Maybe it was a bottle of water or something. But that was like his woman or a woman that he controlled or something. And they just, she just, no shirt off, no going into a tent. The Guy just slid his back along the thing and just sat back. And then she just took down her her pants, her shorts, and just crawled on top of him. They just started having sex. That's gross. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, we were supposed to be there for five days. We lasted three and a half. On the fourth day, we left early. So, I lost money on the hotel. I lost money on the rent a car. And we drove the entire way home. I mean, we we're just so happy to get back to the house the Xbox, the PS5, the office. Uh, uh, I was up for 40 straight hours. I could not sleep. We drove all the way through. And uh, I will never go back to Vegas unless I become the type of person that just really, really wants to go there for a show and not go anywhere else, just sit in my room because I I, I, I am just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it yeah. again. It's uh, just, and I'm not, I, I really do want to put this out there. I'm not judging anybody else. Other people have their own motives and stuff. And if you go out there for a show and for the buffets and stuff, and you can stay on the strip and not really pay attention to all those bad things more power to you and stuff. I, I I like to like experience things and I could have probably, you know, not gone to some of the places that I did just driving around. Remember, we did not go looking for anything. Yeah. We just went a couple <laughs> streets over. We just went a couple streets over looking for a place to eat or something like that and and we saw the worst of humanity and then of course you'd see the limos and you'd see the very very fancy people all dolled up and and it's, a, it's two different worlds going on out there. Also, I did want to put in, while we were there, the Las Vegas hockey team won the Stanley Cup, so there's a whole bunch of extra people there for that. There was a big parade, and also while we were there, we had US over, USA versus Mexico and a friendly soccer match that did not turn friendly. There was like four people thrown out, and that's why I didn't understand why I saw so many uh, Hispanic people walking around the streets and in the hotels and in, in the casino that were all wearing Mexican like soccer shirts, and I was like, they must really, Bring soccer everywhere. There was a huge match there, and if you don't know about it, go back and watch it. It was it ended very bad with fights and stuff like that. Yeah. But so out of ten, if you were to recommend Vegas, where would you put it to, to other people that say, "Hey, I might go to Vegas. What do you think?" Like a two. Like there's stuff to do
1: there. Like I'm going there for BattleBots, so I'm I, I need to be there. And there's some stuff you can go look at in Vegas, but there's nothing really to.
0: And, and unless you're into those, things. Uh, yeah, uh, which I, I'm not. And then most of the time it was empty because most people that are there are genuinely people like me. They don't have a whole lot of money. They might not have a big retirement, and they just want that that thrill of gambling and possibly winning. And we know that it's an addiction. And so there's plenty of people out there that have lost everything. They've lost their houses. They've lost their college. You know, kids college. Uh, funds and stuff because they've got it's in the next time I'll win the next time I'll win and stuff and I don't gamble So I don't really understand how that works in the brain but uh, Most of the people that I saw that were sitting in there were people that were just like me just regularly dressed people and they're just dropping money into the slots or and that's fun I mean if that's what they get fun of but they're most of them are gonna walk away losing money And so I'm like you have to have a part of you. That's gonna be like hey I'll lose up to two thousand dollars when I go to Vegas instead of saying I'll win up to two thousand and leave because most of the people are gonna eventually lose money. So you give it about a two? Yeah. For the different things that you could do there if you could stay away from the the bad things, I would probably give it a five because there is a lot of things to do there. The only thing is you're gonna spend money. You gotta have a lot of money because like just even we ate at a subway and it was seventy dollars. Three people to eat. How'd you screw that
1: up? When I was we at BattleBots I That's used to when I was at BattleBots I would walk across the street to a seven eleven mm-hmm. and
0: get two hot dogs and a soda for like four dollars and fifty cents. Uh, there was a subway, my son works at a subway and said, Dad, we can go in there. And so we went to that subway and everything was jacked up. Every, all the prices I are mean, Jesus. we had already been walking, this is where we saw the guy take the piss. So we were already hot, we we're tired and we we're like, dude, we'll just eat and stuff. And when she rang it all up, three foot long meals. $70. $70. Now, for some of you that have a lot of money, that doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, for a regular guy like me, single dad, that's that's a kick in the pants, $70 for sandwiches. But that's what they charge out there because it's Vegas. I mean, uh, it is what it is. I mean, the, I the, the, the best place that we ate was a Chinese, no, a, a Japanese place. They went in and we had, what's their type of miso soup? Yeah. Yeah, we had some miso soup and some other things. And the whole thing came out to like thirty five dollars, thirty eight dollars, and it was good. It was clean. It was efficient. They were nice. It was it was a very nice place to eat. Uh, and that was more along what I figured. You know, if we if we could get away with like, you know, seven eight bucks, ten bucks each, or something like that, that'd be fine stuff. But when you buy three sandwiches for seventy dollars, I expect those sandwiches to like have gold flakes on them. Or yeah. Something like so yeah, for for, uh, for the Tool Pirates, this is Eric and Vinny. And we hope that we didn't ruin your uh, future dreams of going to Vegas and being married and going there to see Rod Stewart or some other has-been. But, <laughs> but we went there for Manalo, He went there for BattleBots. And I would recommend you going if you uh, can just stay away from everything and just do your thing and not blink or, or look around and stuff. If not, you're not going to have a great time. No. So hope that you enjoyed this. Extra special edition of Las Vegas. Sin City is coming to you. Uh, Anyways, peace. Peace.